And welcome to Homespun Wisdom. Talk oh, not again. Daniel. I mean, how many of these have we done now? Loads. Like, they've been so entertaining and just the best thing ever since the start of lockdown, I think. 74. Isn't this the 74th? This should be the 74th. If, if you can yeah. count, which is very unlikely given everything else I've learned about you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. we, we said we'd stop at 75, didn't we? That and, was and, it, And the yeah. last one, everyone will know it, is the last podcast. Yeah. Maybe we be, should have just went up to 100. There will be so much blood on the carpet that, you know, mm. there will be, this will lead into a whole new series of serial. Um, you know, we're investigating what happened to you after the last podcast. Oh, yes. Who Maybe you should know? learn to run faster. Fun. I'm, I'm quite quick over the first 20 yards. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. After, that, after that, you know, you you'd probably get away, but... Over the 20 yards, that little burst of energy, I'm, I'm, I could probably outpace you. And how's your rugby tackle? <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm pretty good. But you know that when they look at sprinters, mm. there's a sort of tension between the long legs and the short legs. Do you know, do you know about that? So the short legs get going faster. Because right. they, the cycle is shorter. And the long legs, once they get into their stride, get more power and more leverage, you see. Oh. So that's why there's always been this issue about what the correct height. I think Hussein Bolt is quite tall, isn't he? He's very tall. He's very tall. So he's obviously managed to get overcome the. He's probably not the fastest out of the trap. I should think a guy with smaller legs. I don't know. I haven't watched it recently. No. But then once he gets past, you know, certain, he will just power through. Mm-hmm. When those long legs come in, we should so, have probably got my brother on for this episode. We should have. I, you, well, you know, the funny thing is, and I keep making this comment when we go around the park with Jessie Dog. Mm-hmm. You know, Jessie Dog is just a normal cockapoo, nothing special. She uh, is but special. she can run. Well, yeah, but I mean, she can run faster than Hussein Bolt. Yeah, she can run faster than quite a few greyhounds. Yeah, I mean, she is phenomenal. I mean, basically, four legs are so much better than two. And she's got tiny little legs. They Think are quite small, yeah. So, yeah. so when, you, when you put Jessie Dog, which is a cockapoo, can you describe that for our listeners? I mean, she's... A mix between a, a poodle and a cocker spaniel. Yeah, it's quite small, really. I mean, she, you can you can hug her quite happily. She can sit on your lap just yeah. to give an idea of the size. I think but, she's smaller than the average cockapoo. Yeah, she's female as well, which may, may make a difference. It depends who's the father, I think. Oh, okay. If the father's the poodle or the cocker spaniel or whatever. Ah. I just think the father's the cocker or something. I mean, that would make more sense to me. (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah. So, you know, she's just a normal dog. I mean, she can run faster than the fastest man on earth. And she's just an average dog. So Mm. four legs are better than two. That's one of the things I want to talk to you about today. Okay. Apparently, if a Martian came to visit Earth and didn't interact with us... And then went home and had to sort of run a little exhibition of life on Earth. They probably just think they were these two-legged creatures and, and four-legged creatures. Yeah, you know that, that would that really sums they, they it up. They wouldn't necessarily understand the difference. Um, you know, mm. I mean, it's not clear if you look at the average home whether the dog's in charge oh. or the person's <laughs> in charge, is it? It isn't. And sometimes the owner will be down on all fours to get to the dog's height. Yeah. Exactly, and then cats as well. You know, people go stupid about cats, do everything they want. So if you didn't understand the language, and let's say a Martian wouldn't, mm. you know, then they just have to go on what they can see. Right. They probably think these four-legged creatures are just 
you know, got it all made. You know, we go out to work and do terrible things, then come home and just, you know, pet these 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 animals mm. like a kept woman. Oh, she's usually on all fours as well. Oh no! <laughs> I'm going to get my last bit of retaliation in for all those times. You haven't allowed me to be me. You've kept me on some short leash, trying to make me into a new man, politically correct. Don't offend anybody. Don't upset anybody. Don't, you know. And then I do the one the attention of the people. regulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you end up offending people because you call women ladies or females. That's it. You call them females. Well, actually, no one knows what that is anymore. Oh, no. I mean, if you try and, you know, put a definition of what a woman is out there, you'll definitely be cancelled so we're going to go wild and crazy on this penultimate well I think, I think we can just be our true selves so but you know one of the things i wanted to talk about is two legs versus four yes i mean it's pretty obvious that we originally were on all fours and then over time have managed to get up on our hind legs and stiffen our pelvic floor or whatever we've done and yeah then our front limbs have become you know sort of more useful as arms with hands with cross grip that's the that's the thing, isn't it? With a thumb, oh yeah, the cross grip. So yeah, so we, I mean, if we're on all fours, I mean, there still is the um, egg and spoon race, the um, wheelbarrow, the wheelbarrow you know, race. where we sort of, and then, then and then there's the pantomime horse, isn't there? Where oh, you yeah. get two people have to sort of coordinate to to walk around. So we're still sort of, you know, harking back to our our original four legs in some ways. Mm. Um. I mean, sometimes it gets to the point where it's just easier to be on all fours, even for us. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Because the way it's, you... it's less effort to be on all fours. Yeah, especially when you're blind drunk. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's a new type of creature that evolves very quickly from the pub. You know, they go in as two-legged. Yeah. <laughs> and in some miraculous, you know, acceleration of the normal evolutionary process, which apparently takes millions of years, involves natural selection, survival of the fittest, making sure your genes get get there. You know, they, they've just come out as four-legged creatures in the space of six pints. <laughs> or three, if you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then the other thing, um, which maybe is relevant to this, is four wheels versus two. Okay. Because we do get on, you know, and in. Yeah. I, I tend to... I. The border force still don't understand the difference between on and in, you know. Oh, really? I was having that argument with them about my clandestine entrant. Oh. And the latest version of it is that, that I'm having to having to explain to me how um, they can do something in France that happened in France. How mm. they can find me for something that happened in France when I'm back in the UK. It's not normal behaviour. No. And they're just not answering my questions properly. I think I've found something they don't like. You, which language are you writing to them in? English. Okay. Police English. Police English. I was proceeding in a northerly direction when I apprehended Mr. Confino with a clandestine entrant clinging to the axle of his white Ford Luton. Daniel, why haven't you been doing more of these voices throughout the show? You could have been on the arches by now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so four wheels versus two. Don't, yeah, most people start off with, what? Well, how many do they start off with? What's your first wheels. experience of? Yeah, you on wheels. What, what's your first? Four. What? What? What were the four? Well, it's. A, what was it like a? Oh, no, it's actually three, isn't it? A tricycle. You had, so your first experience of wheels was a tricycle. Yes. Okay. 
not um, a small bike with stabilizers. Did you have stabilizers? No, I did have stabilizers. That's four wheels then. That was after my tricycle. So yeah. So you were three, then four, then, then four, and then how old were you when the stabilizers got removed? I think I was about five or yeah, six. That's quite late actually. Yeah. I've got four children and progressively got younger because they could see the other ones doing it and they thought well I can do that you, mm. know, you need that kind of role model they say role models are so important in life you yeah. know seeing somebody that you can relate to yeah. doing it and then you do it because you think well that's for me so Zach who isn't necessarily the most sporty of the four right. but is the youngest at one point just said to me take off those stabilizers and I said you must be joking he said no take them off and he, and he rode the bike amazing just three Wow. And Samuel was probably four or five, you know. Yeah. He wouldn't like me to say that. Oh, wow. But as he doesn't listen to the podcast anymore, I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have stayed with us, you know, on this huge journey. They have. 75 episodes. Thank you. And I hope you've learned something. And in case you were worried that we're about to disappear, you are wrong. You are so wrong. Because... We are hitting bigger waves. Radio waves. Yeah, Digital we, one. <laughs> we are now... We have a show on Spectrum on Air. Spectrum It goes out on initially on a Sunday night. Yep. Then repeated on Thursday evening and, and then Friday. Friday. And it's called Honest Conversations where you get more of what we do with proper music this time you know because we're we're so professional <laughs> yeah, we've got all nordic for the radio show you might find that entertaining so yeah look, look us up there anyway back to wheels oh, yes so yeah did you have a tractor or like a ride-on thing or, not that i can or, recall or sort of no. kettler no kettler a go-kart. Thing, go-kart yeah where go-kart, you had to yes. you know with pedally things you had to Yes, did you have did. one of those? We did, yes. Oh, you did, right. Yeah, so there's a picture that I can still see that where my brothers and I are dressed in the same outfit. A nice green tracksuit. Uh, cotton, not cotton, yeah, like a fleece, not a fleecy one. Anyhow, standard A jersey type. A jersey, that's the one. Material. Uh, with a polo shirt underneath, so the colours flipped over. And we're all around the, the go-kart, I'm on it, and then yeah. my brothers are around pushing. Why, why isn't your brother the world champion Formula One driver now? Good question. I mean, he could have gone the Lewis Hamilton route rather than the hurdle route. I mean, the other brother may have just become a superbike uh, racer rather than a Formula One racer. Yeah, so much is down to what, what, what your initial impressions are and what you're encouraged to do. Mm. Um, but do you feel... I'm going to start off by, by making a, an observation. I feel so much more connected with machines if it's two wheels. You know, if you're astride it, and you, you know, there's that great Honda advert which says first man, then machine," and they take you through the history of Honda vehicles. I don't think I've seen that. Um, I think it's been on the cinema, maybe more than on the TV. I'm not sure, but anyway, the, you know, the, most of it starts with two wheels. Most of these companies started making two-wheel things before right. they started making four-wheel things, didn't they? Yeah. And people couldn't afford four-wheel things; they could afford motorbikes. And then they, you know, later on they made cars more affordable, like yeah. the Morris Minor or the Mini or the Volkswagen Beetle. You know, the people's car. And places like India and Africa, motorbikes are there are more of those yeah. on the road. So. so you go from a push bike, but still two wheels. Yeah. 
to something motorised. Mm. And now it's all electric scooters. and oh, yes. well, Two wheels is so much more manoeuvrable and you're, you're sort of part of the machine. You lean with the thing yeah. to steer it, don't you? You, you know, do. You, you don't actually turn the handlebars to steer. At least I hope you don't. It's, you know, you just lean. Yeah. I mean, you know, those MotoGP riders, for anyone that doesn't know, little Confino family Sunday afternoon religion <laughs> when we watch the MotoGP and all cheer for Valentino Rossi who's not doing so well these days okay. um, but they lean and they can measure the angle they lean to getting on to 58 to 60 degrees I mean it just when you when you look at the angle of the bike you just think that cannot stay on the road I mean even in the dry never mind oh, the wet crazy, days. crazy wet day no. stuff no, yeah. it's much more dangerous but yeah you know you just think What's holding that on the road? Mm. And how thick are their knee pads? Because yeah, they virtually graze. They virtually graze that knee. You know, that's how they know they're at the right angle. It's a bit like the golf ball in the in the garage when it hits the windscreen, you stop. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah. When your knee pad hits the tarmac, you're up fifty eight degrees Fahrenheit. It's it's quite a thrill actually being on. Don't ride a big powerful motorbike, but I've been on the back of one with my eldest brother. And I, I was holding on for dear life. And he's like, Sarah, just relax. Like, you have to lean with me. And I'm like, we're going to fall off. He's like, I won't. Like, you're yeah. safe here with me. Yeah. And once you relax and you get into it, you can then enjoy it. And then it's just the struggle of keeping your head against, like, the G-force that's coming at you. I know. But there really isn't, you yeah, can, anything you'll, you'll, like You'll never it. experience exhilaration like on a powerful motor bike. Yeah. And the cornering. The cornering. That thing, cool. you know, because basically a car is, is trying to sort of resist the forces. Mm. Whereas a bike is in harmony with the forces. Yeah. You know, otherwise it would not stay on the road. Whereas cars require great big fat tyres and all sorts of things. You know, four-wheel driving. And they're basically not happy mm. with going around corners. You know, and thousands of hours of engineering brilliance has been spent on making them go around corners happy, more happily. But a bike is intrinsically happy. Do you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, intrinsically. No. So I think when you're on a bike, you, you know, the joy of—I mean, do you remember that first moment when you were pushed on a cycle and you and you were away and you were in control and you didn't crash? Yes, Maybe yeah. when the stabilizers were removed. That's, That's one of those great moments. It's you know, there's there's the stabilizers being removed and the next big thing is losing your virginity <laughs> and, the, and that could be from three to let's say 16 just keep the right side of the law here yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, you know, what are the great moments between three and, and 16 what's the the great moments well you know there's riding a bike and I was going to say something inappropriate there um, yeah what well, I mean you know like great achievements you know well, I can ride a bike and I can ride a woman Oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they, they, there was always that expression, the office Tom Tory. You know, they made those exercise bikes, didn't they? Who did? Tom Tory. It was a make, right. a brand of exercise bike. Okay. It's a really rude expression called the office Tom Tory. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, the good God. news is if I say that now, no one will know what I'm talking about. Well, they will now. And this is gonna, it's going to uh, bring this phrase back around. <laughs> or maybe they're just called the Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> that would update it a little, yes. Yeah. The office peloton. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, the, in the age of me too, you can't say that. Oh, um, I mean, steeping your way to the top, you know. Mm. I mean, that, that goes with my whole thing of low energy solutions, you know. 
sleeping, anything to do with sleeping and making progress, making money in your sleep. Winning. Two legs, four legs, two wheels, four wheels. So, I mean, how do four-legged things get on in four-wheeled things? Like, how do four-legged things? I mean, Jessie Dog is in the car. She always goes into the footwell, but she actually wants to see out the window. She does. Oof. And she likes the air rushing past. Yeah. She likes the side window open so she can sort of stick her little snout out. So do you think if more animals could go in vehicles, they will experience the thrill we get when we go fast and... They're just loving it. Yeah, I mean... Because her ears are flapping. She's really, like, she puts her feet onto the wing mirror, or she yeah. has done, and I'm, like, holding on to her. It's like... Yeah, I, mean, I think they've got the basic same, you know, the, the, the sensation of of movement mm. and speed and G-forces. I yeah. mean, there's obviously limits. You know, they experience them with, with fighter pilots and people that do these incredible turns at speed. You know, the forces that there are subjected to yeah can you know cause your ears to bleed and oh gosh, god yeah. knows what yeah but i think um animals and cars yes i mean you know there was a time when if you think back when was the first time people actually went fast you know using something other than their own legs i mean can you remember what the first thing was that went fast was it the car or was it the train i'm going to give you a simple test here what came first, the train or the car? The train. The train. Do you know that they thought that if you went more than 21 miles an hour, that the body wouldn't be able to take the pressure? Oh, really? Yeah. There was this fear when they first built trains, like the rocket. It was called the rocket, actually, wasn't it? That was quite funny when you think about it. Stevenson's rocket. Stevenson's rocket. Okay. Yeah. Um, more than 20 miles an hour. Will they, they, they thought that if you exceeded... There were lots of fears that the cows wouldn't produce milk and... Mm. And God knows why. I mean, but we've always had these things. When they when they switched on the Hadron Collider, you know, which that thing in under the Swiss mountains that accelerates particles. There were all sorts of people that thought the world would be sucked into it like a huge black hole, that the whole world would just be sucked in like a massive vacuum cleaner into one end of the Hadron Collider if they switched it on. You know, and and when they built tunnels under rivers, people have thought, well, this will never work. You know, they. They've had processions of dignitaries going through, coming out sweating profusely and terrified yeah. by the thought that they're, they're... So then they were thinking, this is never going new. to work. And now we think, oh my God, this is so old. Who came up with this idea? It's a marvel. Well, now they've got trains that travel, you know, five or six hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Everyone's all right with that. Yeah, the bullet train. Well, I think, yeah. Well, there are even newer ones that travel in tunnels and things that can travel at ridiculous speeds mm. and then aeroplanes you know aeroplanes yeah. the best bit about an aeroplane is is the acceleration mm. that feeling of being thrown back in your seat yeah as it powers off and the, and, and, the, and the best version of all of those is city airport which is a short runway and they have to put the brakes on and then power up and then just release the brakes and you fly forward you really fly forward. That's probably the commercial version of a fighter jet taken off. Yeah, well, oh, those guys must experience amazing things. Mm. How have we strayed so far from the straight and narrow of the simple, apparently simple idea of two and four legs and two and four wheels? Where, where have we got to in all that? We're now talking about flight. Well, flight. I think we've but just actually, got a need for speed, haven't we, Daniel? That actually is us imitating. You know, I mean, if you think about it, we look around us at the natural world and think, I'd like some of that. Yeah, 
I'd like to be as fast as the cheetah um, and, as, and fly like the birds. Although the peregrine falcon is the fastest creature on a, on a, on a, on a vertical descent dive. It can reach well over 100 miles an hour, I think even 150. Oh. Can you imagine that? So these birds experience <sighs> things that we don't get. That, well, normally. Yeah. What about the two legs then? Two legs. Yeah. Two legs. Well, who else has two as, legs? They're not as fast as four. I think we've agreed that <clears throat> mostly four-legged animals can run faster than than two-legged than us. things. And we're yeah. the yeah, than two-legged things. Can kangaroos run? I mean, when you look at the apes, they sort of bound along on all fours, don't they? They, they the, do. The main work is at the back. Yeah. And they they sort of I don't know. There's something going on because they have to be able to swing from the trees as well. So mm. they, they have to have more adaptable. But they That's don't run vertically like we do, do they? No. But I think the front legs of anything, or even if we were to run on all fours, is just yeah. to get that lift that will yeah. propel you as your back legs push do, off. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a sort of probably much more coordination. Mm. You know when a horse gallops, yeah. there was a lot of discussion about whether it's legs, the, the actual movement of the legs and if you look at drawings of horses mm. or paintings of horses over the years they they were very inaccurate actually and it was only when they developed a version of high-speed photography that they could see what the movement of the legs was set you know second by second oh. um, because there was a famous bet in America about whether during a gallop the horse actually had all four hooves off the ground at any time. Yeah, and they don't. They do. They do, yeah. Yeah, but there was a, this bet was resolved by a famous photographer who was basically in the early days of like motion capture. Okay. But he hadn't invented the movie camera where the film rolled, you know. So he, what he did was he built this massive test track. I think he had 24 cameras and the horses because he built this to, to establish who was right. It was a massive bet, I mean, like millions of pounds in today's money mm. between two quite famous people. One was a railroad boss and, you know, whatever. And um, Stanford, you know, he eventually founded the university, Stanford. Oh, yeah. And um, so um, he built this massive contraption with 24 cameras. And as the horses ran, they tripped a wire or something so the cameras would expose as the horse went by and you get 24 shots of the horse running by does mm -hmm. that make sense yeah so then you would process them and you can as you and, and you could actually put them on a reel and run them so it would look like the movement like you a see. little flick like a flick card thing exactly yeah, yeah. nice and uh, yeah so that's what established the actual leg movement because they're really weird actually the horse's four legs and have you ever wondered what it must be like to have four legs i mean do you do you, do you think when you walk are you conscious of running one leg and then the other in some way, or do you just walk? Only when I'm doing like a walking race. Well, that's when, when I think of like you're thinking this leg, that leg, this leg, that leg. Because you can't in a walking race, if I'm correct, you can't have both feet on the ground at the same time. No, you have to have one foot on the ground always. One foot on that, the that's ground. That's because if you don't, you're running. Yes. So that's the only time that I think of what my legs are doing okay. when I'm... It's a bit like, you know, snooker players have to have one leg on the floor and then they, you know, drape themselves over the table, uh, don't they? Yeah. And they have to have one foot on the floor. 
earthed, you know, properly earthed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's what you do when you get up in the morning. You swing your legs out of bed, put them on the floor, and now you're connected to the to the world. You're earthed again. You know, it's like. <laughs> you just feel the charge surge through you as Mother Earth powers you back into life for the morning. Yeah. So generally, whilst walking, I don't think right leg, left leg, right leg, but left leg. But if you had four legs, how would you deal with that? Especially when you look at the complexity of the horse. And you do look at, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, he was a murderer, actually. Who? The guy that did these photographs of the horse. Oh. He had a love um, contest. And shot somebody in a in a very remote bar, ah. um, but his wife or whatever had wanted to leave him. It wasn't like you know this guy had stolen her, but he shot him. And in those days, in the Wild West, you know that was okay. You could shoot somebody for taking your woman. So, wow, not uh, fun. Not now, fun. So yes, so yeah. How do you think you could think about four legs? Well, I've had and that to little go horse. Might you know? Four legs I mean, the difference before. between a trot. It's a walk, a trot, a canter, and a gallop, right? Yeah. I think the only one that involves all legs off the ground is the um, is the gallop. I think the canter, you know, they're, but they're all such complicated. So how do you think the horse is controlling all that? It's clever, isn't it? It is clever. Yeah. It is clever. And being a dancer and movements person, we have to explore all aspects of moving. So I have gone around on all fours and trying to create different animal really yeah movement do, do you have a, a special a special affinity with any particular animal do you feel close connection with anything i mean i think like a big cat you're a big cat yeah feline because when you're padding yeah you can extend your arms out and really you know do you have the killer instinct because it's the females that do the killing right i'm deadly daniel really on our last episode, we'll give you a chance to prove that. <laughs> I'm not giving you avid listeners any clue here, but you will want to hear the last episode. Yeah. But uh, no, it's actually quite nice moving around on all fours. And actually, the other week I was up in the, the park doing a workout class. And I started to get people to just do like a full plie or a squat or whatever you want to call it. And then I said to them, actually hold it at the bottom and then spring up like a frog or a rabbit. They found it quite difficult, but I encouraged them to just like drop the weight and then just like spring around and just have fun because kids will do that, won't they? Kids yeah. are forever rolling on the floor, yeah. crawling around, springing around, bopping around. Using all their limbs Using much their more limbs. than we well, Once you start sitting down, it's that's the end of life. Mm. That's when your two-leggedness really comes across, you know. Yeah. It's quite it's quite worrying when they show animals behaving like humans, isn't it? You know, doing things that we do, like animals sitting down at a table. Oh, at a table, yeah. Or, or lounging on the sofa and they you see it with some cats. You see people sharing pictures online and the cat sat there with, like, its belly hanging out and the yeah. legs spread and just, like, staring into space. Well, there are pictures of animals riding bicycles and things, aren't there? There are, yeah. Maybe some circus performing animals. Didn't they even got a duck on a bike, didn't yeah, they? I don't know. That sounds a bit difficult. Like a, a miniature yeah, toy Yeah, it would have bike, to be yeah. a specially adapted bike for mm. a duck. Yeah. yeah. So they can ride things. 
Yeah. Birds, and of course, they're two-footed, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they hop around or, or waddle. Or, For a moment, you know. I was like, they just fly, but no, they do have feet too. <laughs> yeah, they have adapted feet. They're not, they're not terribly useful. I mean, they, they, you know, given the choice, you're going to fly, right? Oh, yeah. Why would you waddle around? No. Well, you can swim. You can. Yeah. So, um, four wheels. So, is there a point in life where part of growing up is going from two wheels to four wheels? Oh, yes. Yeah. So you leave your two-wheel days behind you. Although people are getting on bikes, they more, are especially electric bikes. Ones. Yeah, and scooters. So, that's back yeah. to two wheels. I think yeah. there's a joy, because I recently got a car again, and I do love driving every time I get in there. I'm like, oh, I love and then I get it back on my bicycle for shorter trips. And I'm like, oh, I love being on my bike. And then I'll... Do you um have, when you get in your car, it's that green thing down there, isn't it? Yeah, I like When you it. get in it, does your brain sort of expand so that you can feel your world as the outer edges of the car? So when you're making all those judgments about, will I fit through there? And um, is there enough space? You know, that sort of thing. Oh, yes, yeah. I behaved so badly coming here today. Did you? Came up Croons Hill. Right. Well, they still have the width restrictors from the days when that's what they were trying to do. Now it's all cameras. Yeah. But they left the big gap in the middle, which was for the emergency vehicles and everything. And, but now they've taken away all the restrictions, so anyone can go through it. So oh. I was coming up the hill, and there was a little Pratt in front of me. Um, and he... I'm going to say he. It might have been a she, but let's just say he that's less contentious okay um was trying to struggle through the width restriction and i just sailed through the middle oh yeah and he was you know i could see he was mad after that yeah i feel people slow down a bit too much for those yeah. width restrictors yeah that i generally go through at normal yeah, speed you love that sort of ripping the side out of your car now um <laughs> so here's the question i'm sure somewhere there's a a huge question here, but we all have an idea of our extremities, don't we? Yes. Even people who very unfortunately lose a limb or a bit of a limb mm. have a phantom limb yeah. where they still continue to think that it's oh, there yeah. and experience things as if it were there and, you know, whatever. And I think when you get on a bike, it's another, you, you sort of become part of the bike, you know, your man-machine, mm. like the Honda advert. Right. And actually in the car, it's almost the same. You suddenly... Acquire like a 3D virtual image of, of the space that you're occupying, even though you're just this little person in the front right hand side driving it. Yeah. But you occupy the whole space in, in a kind of intellectual way. You do. And um, I find that quite interesting. It is, thinking that. And I did think that actually the other day when I was driving because obviously you're near the oncoming car driving here in the in England and yeah it's the same in France it's just the other side of the road oh yes <laughs> <laughs> it's the same same general idea just you know oh, yeah. I'm so silly anyhow and you find some people when cars are parked they're trying to stay more in the middle and I'm like but you've still got space obviously you don't want to get yeah. too close yeah. but then you don't want to move over so you're making the other oncoming car stop it's like some drivers, I feel they don't have that sense of they space well, they, around They have them. a nervousness about the confidence level they have about fitting through a gap. Yeah. Everyone has. I mean, I, I, um, I'm terrible like that. The kids have grown up with 
the thought that it's normal to clash wing mirrors with everybody on the road. I, I think on one occasion I drove one of them to school and I did three wing mirror clips <gasps> on parked cars oh, no. because I wasn't going to stop and there was a car coming the other way and there just wasn't enough room. You know, I was that close yeah. to the parked cars that I was just literally knocking wing, wing mirrors. Just a little friendly one, you know. Yeah. I mean, kind of COVID one. You know, it wasn't a big thing. Just a little... Yeah. Like a fist pump or a touching elbows. or And they've got they've got that give in both directions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's not worth um, getting excited about it. Yeah. I think the French have a much more healthy attitude towards cars, you know, which is just, just a piece of metal. And mm. when they park, they just, if there isn't quite enough room, they just reverse into the one behind, nudge that back a bit, then punch into the one in front, knock that forward a bit. You know, well, just, that's what bumpers are for. Yeah, jockeying around. Jockeying around, yeah. And then you create enough space, you know. Uh, and if people don't leave enough space... Oh, don't even then get that, me started. You know, if they park in a, in a selfish way, mm. you know what I mean. They've I do left know. way too much space yeah. between them and the next car. They, you know, they deserve to be pushed around. Yeah. You should not be able to read the registration plate of the car in front of you easily like if you're parked properly you should just move forward enough that you then cover the the number plate and yeah. then you've still got plenty of space to maneuver out yeah but people are selfish they are they yeah. are yeah um so i don't know if this four wheel thing is is um you know like a psychological mm. whatnot where you you actually have to in, occupy the space and so it's much easier when you're astride something two-wheeled because you're more symmetrical aren't you you know it's easier to judge things when you're in the middle oh yeah and you can see the extremities didn't they produce a car that had the steering wheel in the middle i think they've got some new type ones which have maybe like one seat at the front and maybe two at the back yeah and you sit in the middle and that that must create a sort of um an interesting you know, adjustment. You, I mean, basically, I think everyone has just adjusted. You know, your brain has this amazing ability mm. to correct for the world. You know, I mean, I think we've discussed this before, but you don't actually see um, exactly what you're looking at. For instance, the world should be upside down if you just look at the optics, because when an image comes through a lens and gets and gets projected onto the retina, it should be upside down. Plus, there should be a massive hole where the optic nerve is, and the eye fills it all in, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, and um, so you can't be sure, but um, let's not get into that. No. You're looking at something. I am, because there's oh, a I great... I just love it when you do real-time research. There is a great song about wheels from a show called A My Name Is Alice, which is one of my favourite musicals. A My Name Is Alice? Yes. I don't know that one. It's a very unique musical, but it's actually one of the writers... Uh, is the writer of Friends, you know that comedy hit yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Is it a cult classic? I uh, think so. Didn't they do a, a last gasp show for ten million bucks each or something? What? It's yeah, absurd, isn't it? Oh yeah. So now I'm just trying to find the lyrics, but there is, a, if I remember it rightly, uh, wheels perfectly round, down to the ground and up again. Wheels. Little small wheels. Oh, I really need to find it. But keep talking. Like, if anyone can look it up, it's so rare you can't actually find most of the music online. So it's a song called Wheels on the show. A, my name is Alice. A, my name is Alice. Yes. Okay. 
And it's it's just beautiful. And then also another song about wheels or being on wheels, Queen. I like to ride my bicycle. I like to ride my bike. Bring, bring. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really think of attaching music to this. Did no, we? but whilst we were talking, I was like, I'm thinking of like yeah, songs I mean, here. Yeah, and... Songs about everything. You know? mm. Can you imagine? You know, these songwriters, they're a bit like dun, us. What should we talk dun, about? Dun, what should we dun, dun, sing about? Dun. You know, and then they're in, they get their inspiration from somewhere, or they steal it from somewhere. Yeah. Quite a lot of law cases about who came up with little ditties and riffs and things. Right. And you know, the poor judge has to sit there in court listening to one set of chords and then another set of chords and deciding whether somebody stole it's them. out of tune. Because, you know, there's that thing about the chimpanzee typing Shakespeare, isn't there? It could just have been random. Yeah. That, you know the chimpanzee in Shakespeare? That if you give enough chimpanzees and enough typewriters enough time, eventually one of them will, will type Shakespeare just you know, by the law of averages. Oh, yeah. And they'll probably just say, much ado about... <laughs> <laughs> to be or not... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's only so many words and so many... Well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of combinations and permutations. So, Sarah. Daniel. Um, two legs. Are you happy with your two legs? Yeah, mine are... Well, the knees are a bit dodgy these days, but they're, uh, they're, you know, you, they're you're, you're, you're not wandering around having, you know, four-leg envy when you look at the four-legged creatures charging around. And... Not envy, just appreciation. Yeah? Yeah. Four-leg appreciation. Yeah. And what about the two and four wheels? I mean, there's a lot of rivalry on the road. The cyclists and the motorists mm. are not happy with each other. I've seen a lot of incidents. Yes, but then they have to remember that sometimes they like going out on the bike. You have to be like, you can't be a driver and be like, oh, those damn cyclists when you're like, oh, it's Sunday, darling, let's go for a bike ride. Well, some, you mean some good. cyclists are also car drivers yeah. right? and, and vice versa. Yeah, you do become more sympathetic to the cyclist. Mm. More, you think for them yeah it's a bit like you could do that projection i'm thinking i can see what that cyclist is about to have to do yeah i will not overtake them just here because they're going to need space exactly it's a considerate motorist or if they're waiting in the middle of the road I mean, a lot of cyclists dress up in such fancy expensive gear that what they're actually saying is my car is a porsche right you know, i mean you can look at the cyclist and sort of judge if they had a car yeah what would it be you know oh, based on how how sort of elegant they are. Yeah. And the thing you haven't mentioned in all of this, Sarah, and I've been waiting for you patiently. Oh, no. Is the horse. What's about the horse? Well, it changed the world. When men got on the horse, the forelegs. Right. I mean, I was leading you, you know, into all this with with photographic evidence. You of, know I'm quite slow at times and yeah, I miss the obvious. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, when you turned up on your horse in, in the days before BMWs, mm. it was horrible. Bavarian cars you were all about how you looked on your horse oh yeah what form nice you know not like they said nice motor John new set of wheels John what would they have said new horse John new horse <laughs> <laughs> new horse John yeah 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 picked mm. her up um, and, uh, and horses need braking because they're willful creatures oh they do yeah to accept you on their back mm. you know which is understandable. Yeah. yeah, the amount of gear you could wear to show your wealth and status and the quality of the horse you could have. 
and the stuff you wore because you know, obviously it's a functional thing I mean unless you were there for a dressage yeah uh, or for some you know just show if it was actually your means of transport then you would have to dress appropriately but you could still look the part I oh mean, yes yeah just there's imagine. nothing like a man in I there mean, in like riding gear or even light craves in these runners jodpers jodpers yes yeah, I mean, it's so much more impressive than turning up in a in a car. Mm. Four wheels. Yeah. I mean, come on, four legs. So a man turning up, a two-legged creature, turning up on a four-legged creature is so much better than turning up on a four-wheeled thing. And do you know what also makes it very appealing and quite striking? The poise. The poise. As they come riding in. Yeah. So You're got right. The power, the horsepower. And that's even what they talk the about it. They talk about horsepower, yeah. even with cars. Yeah, they've never quite got away from that. They call it no. brake horsepower now. But right, know. I mean the, the that French car, the very famous curved one, is called the deux chevaux. Do you know what chevaux means? I don't know. Horse is the plural of cheval, which is a horse. Ah. Deux chevaux means two horses. Oh. There's eight legs, four wheels. Oh, wow. So yes, the, you know, the, the, there was a handover at some point. Like all these technologies, the old to the new. But it never then, really strays away from the, the original. The horses made such a big difference to the world. Yes. I mean, when they took them to places where they hadn't been, like North America, you know, suddenly it became a, the biggest change in the culture. And life over there was what the horse could do. Especially with farming. And those native Indians became the most amazing. I mean, talking about man-machine being in unison and being one, you mm. know, but those, those native Indians, I don't remember which tribe it was that was known to be the most spectacular horsemen. Bareback, you know, no no nonsense with them. They could just knee the horse. The Mohicans? No, no, no. Not Navajo, but... Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, yeah. Someone at home screaming at the. Something about turning up, and even today, when they want to keep crowds under control, the police ride around on horses because no one wants to mess with a horse. With a horse, Definitely four legs, not. you know. Ooh. Yeah. You want to be careful around a horse. That's it, because they're just so tall as well. You're just like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And a mind of its own. Um. Whereas when you're on your bike or in your car, you're controlling that. That's true. Having a wild animal under your, between your legs. Mm. Well, yeah, it's always what I want, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I led that horse to water, didn't I? <laughs> we can't you know, stop the show at that point. Why not? <laughs> well, anyway, I think we have, um, I think we've taken this for a, a lovely little trot out there. Yeah. Maybe a gallop, you know, occasional canter. Yeah. Um, the occasional burn, you yeah. know, screech. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we've we've thoroughly road tested the concept. We have. And I feel like people will be going out either on their bikes or their tricycles. Kids just having that freedom of... Well, even on the pony ride, you know, mm. at the park or the beach or something. Yeah. Yeah, you'll just be thinking about things a little bit differently. Yeah. Which is what we what we try and achieve. I mean, it's, it's if, if we leave people after investing forty odd minutes of their life in listening to us, mm. so look, people, if you're worried about us disappearing off the face of the planet, no, it's not about to happen. We are on spectrum on air. 
honest conversations search for us there and listen to us live and love us and like us and comment on us and follow us and whatever you can do yeah but you'll need to be fast because you know we've got two legs four legs two wheels four wheels we'll find the best combination to keep you entertained we've got it all here on homespun wisdom talks with my neighbor until next time ciao for now bye Thank you.